Myths have an amazing amount to do with environmental science. Many of our laws, policies, and international treaties that are said to be based on environmental science are actually repetitions of the ancient Greek and Roman myths about nature. The primary one is that the only good nature is nature that's totally undisturbed. Only good forest is a forest that's never burned and full of ancient trees. The only good fisheries is a fish that's never that's left alone, not harvested, and it will always go to exactly the same population. None of these things are true, and we're in big trouble because we manage as if this myth were true. First of all, a folk tale is a story that gets going around and around and generally isn't particularly true, but it's fun and people believe it and it gets told in many different ways. Well, one of the our chapters in my book is about why are there predators, which the ancient Greeks and Romans have asked forever, and then the, <coughs> the, the church and um, the Judeo-Christian tradition has asked the question, why did God put predators on earth? And the answer is the predators can't reproduce very fast, but they can control the population of the prey, and that's their purpose. And there are mathematical models that come out of this folk way that give you a precise, exact calculation of how each is going to change the predator and prey, and there's not a single example in the real world that matches that, and that's not how predators function. They can reduce the abundance of prey, but they don't give a perfect balance of nature. So <laughs> that's a folktale because it gets retold over and over again. Okay, Aldo Leopold believes this and argues that's the removal of the predator was the reason there were too many sh uh, wild grazers on the Kaibab Plateau, and he truly believed it. And it's been shown even the data he used was false. Hmm. Technology and, uh, and nature are much better connected than people realize. We're living today in this time where when it comes to en environmental stuff, nature's out there and technology is the bad thing in most cases. Now, people should know that Thoreau invented the modern lead pencil and he invented the way to purify impure graphite. And uh, his mentor, Emerson, said there was a time in which he could talk about nothing else but pencils. And uh, Lewis of Lewis and Clark was the same way, was fascinated by the most advanced technology of the time, loved the beauty of nature. So this combination has a long history. There's several things we have to do to go back to treating science legitimately. Right now, science, environmental science, has fallen into the trap of becoming political and ideological rather than science. We have to go back to honest science and admit what we don't know and treat it with great fascination. People love nature and people are fascinated by nature. We've got to get back to that get away from this idea that these are ideologically pure notions. You know, I've been very concerned about how much anger, dissent, disagreement uh, is happening throughout our country on all kinds of subjects, not just environmental subjects. And it used to be throughout 
American history that when people got really upset, they wrote and sang protest songs. And you know, we don't have any protest songs. So a musical video producer asked me to host a series of programs about how to bring music, folk music and therefore the potential for protest songs back to the country. It's that way by coming together as people, together, not in anger.